friends, fans. Hold on. Hold on before you begin. Oh, this episode is brought to you by Woodford Reserve. Is that open? Oh, you're pouring a glass. Mm. <laughs> Look at you. You know, I see Woodford Reserve every time I go to the liquor store, and I have never had it, I don't think. Um, if I can remember correctly, um, it's really good, um, but I don't like it. So. <laughs> um, no, it's really, it's really good whiskey. It's one of those whiskeys where I'm going to drink it straight, or not straight, but on rocks right now. <laughs> and uh, I much prefer Woodford Reserve in Old Fashion. That's about two fingers. Yeah. Yeah. this. I'm a bag of I like drinking Bullet on the rocks, but Woodford Reserve is. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I can just I'll just drink Bullet straight. Um, oh yeah. I currently have a uh, Chattanooga whiskey. Um, I forget. I think it's called just Chattanooga whiskey or like Chattanooga distilleries, something like that. Um, but Chattanooga is a place in Tennessee for all those who don't know. And I got the straight American rye and it is hundred proof. And oh boy, does it have some giddy up. This is actually sorry, I'm 90 proof, 99 proof. This is 90.4 proof. This is 50, 50, 40, 45.2% alcohol. Volume. Having fun. No, I'm only having a, I'm only having a glass because I need to Except go drive somewhere. Um, do you know what the, the, the capital of Tennessee is? Uh, it is... Pretty sure it's Memphis, isn't it? No, nope. it's Nashville. It's Nashville, dummy. I, um, and that's so dumb because the Capitol building is like downtown. Yeah. And I see it frequently. Yeah. I drive I, by uh, it quite a bit. So this week in school has just been a shit show. Like I've told you before, kids don't know how to do anything. Um, yeah. So you, bit, you sent me a running list of things kids don't know how to do. Yeah. And when I tell you, and can just for the listeners, how old are your kids? Like 12 to 13. When I a shocking list, I am not exaggerating at all. It was like the most basic things that like I feel like we knew how to do at a very young age. And that was when like technology still wasn't really a thing, but it like was. And we were just like, yeah, we got this. Yeah, like they don't know how to check emails. They don't know how to like do PowerPoint. They don't know how to like communicate with each other like via like any avenue. It's it's really um disheartening but then like i'll complain to like my other like teachers in my cluster like the uh, the english teacher i work with the math teacher and they're all like we do that with your like the same kids like we get them on and teach them powerpoint and so i'm like do they do the same thing like yeah like they day to day like they don't know i'm like they're just messing with us all being like well i don't know how to do it so they don't have to do the work or they're just not paying attention it's just i so i had a, a like honestly like a really stressful week yeah, because it was like every class was like palm to forehead shit. It was just like you you know, like it's it's easy. PowerPoint is not hard. Like they literally are like I don't know where PowerPoint is, and I'm just like, it's it's in every computer. How do you not know where it is? Like they just don't know. 
it's, um, it's sad. Um, I was to not to take this. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about school either. No, no, no. I'm not talking about school. Um, this was a conversation I had. Uh, so one of the girls I work with is um, an African American, and I bring that all up only because I think it's uh, pertinent to the story. Um, but she's also a civil. What's it? Civil um, engineer. No, she's like, uh, right. yeah, it's like a, uh, uh, why can't legal studies essentially is what it is. Yes. And yeah. so her and I at work have been having like, com- like conversations that like, I think you can relate to this where it's like, you have to have a certain level of education to be able to have certain conversations in certain mm-hmm. about certain things. And so one of the things we were talking about was the difference in how, um, like technology and um, the advantages it brings, like the disparity between how that's approached in low-income communities and how that plays into race, and then how that's approached in like upper, like middle-class communities, where like she was saying that like when she was going to like high school, middle school, and stuff like that, they didn't have like any technology, and even now like technology is mainly approached as like something to be used for entertainment. Whereas yeah. you or I see it as like a tool, like something we can use to organize or learn or like yeah. do stuff like that. And I just, there's no real conclusion to that. I just thought it was a fascinating conversation. And yeah. Like to dive deeper into how that is and like what the effects are and yeah. what the, the reasons for that are. Massachusetts specifically has gotten a lot of tax dollars and grants to push schools towards technologically advancing their curriculum and tools and whatever they do in the classroom. But um, I've seen in multiple settings, because I've worked in a very, like, I would say, like, uh, not affluent, but, like, a like good income living town and seen the use of technology that it's not like every kid is one-to-one. Like, not every kid has technology. Um, but the way that they utilize technology um, and give kids the opportunity to use them is much more greater. So, you know, my girlfriend's father is actually a technology teacher in that the school district I'm talking about. And so that in itself is a huge um, plus that those kids get to have. They literally, one of their blocks of the day is they get to go to basically computer class and learn all those things. Yeah. The two basically low-income area schools I've worked at in mass, they don't have that. They don't yeah. have like a tech class or like a technology class. And then on top of it, I have a lot of like people, like I complain a lot about a lot of things. Um, and one of them- We both do. I think yeah. that's how, why we are such good friends. Is that's the airing, yeah, airing of grievances. Yeah. Um, and Dickie so, too, always yeah. a complaint. <laughs> so it, I'm like, I've talked to people and they're like, well, um, a lot of, on top of it, a lot of the money goes towards the low-income area schools that I've worked at, and they buy technology. But again, they haven't changed schedules and how classes are approached um, to give the kids those opportunities. Truly, like all throughout our school, we had you know technology classes basically. Yeah, and even, even like, if it was, like we just were around computers a lot, they were always yeah. like available to us if we needed them. Yeah. And, like, regardless of whether or not you had it at home, like, usually 
I feel like I can speak for most of the kids we grew up with in saying that, like, we probably had a home computer at minimum for, like, the first part of our lives. And then yeah. we started to move toward, like, all of us had laptops, all of us had phones, all of us had gaming yeah. consoles, like, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So the, those schools that I work at, they have gotten a lot of money to buy technology. But they're so underutilized, one, because they don't have those tech classes and – Truly, I've I've fallen into it as well. I don't want technology is really a distraction for these kids. They already have so much on their plate in terms of family life and what they're living with that I just need to give them direct like instruction yeah. and like honestly, like sometimes like a lot of hand holding and yeah. technology gets in the way of that. Because also these kids see any opportunity to like be funny or like be like kind of like a dickhead and they will abuse technology. It's it's been studies that low income areas, the abuse of technology is sometimes like huge. Yeah. So teachers in my area, in my schools are like afraid to use technology because they know that something's going to happen. Like, yeah. yeah, like you've heard of like a lot of cyberbullying from like any, it doesn't matter what type of school it is, cyberbullying happens. But Ooh, like, oh yeah. He called me a bad name on the internet. Uh, but <laughs> there are like so, so many more like horror stories from the schools I've worked at where like technology is like a huge like issue. Like teachers want to use it. And then on top of it, they give a lot of my uh, schools that are like that, the low income areas, they give them technology, but there's no training. There's no setup. It's just yeah. like, here's, here are 500 laptops. And then the school is left to be like, well, what do we do? Like, are you going to have someone come to the school to like teach us? Yeah. Or and also like we have, kids we have like or? a thousand kids. What is that? They all going to mm -hmm. share one? Are they all just oh, yeah. going to share a Pornhub account? The, the overpopulation of schools and the, a number of uh, m the amount of money that we get does not add up. So it, they, um, most schools, they've already calculated this and they've been calculating it since Bush's um, No Child Left Behind shit back in like 2000, 2004. I think was a couple of kids behind. Oh, like, oh just like one or two. Yeah. Um, that every school needs to basically budget how much money a student needs per year. Not like we're giving them allowances, but like how, basically how much does yeah. that child's education cost within the year? And the government significantly undercuts. Like literally my kids, I know it's weird to put a dollar amount on them, but my kids are basically for an entire year are worth like $17,000. And they basically give us $17,000 for 10 kids. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I have I, like, gonna, I have like 1400 in the, in the school. This is the point of the podcast. I'm going to give you two options. We can either move on from this topic or we can keep going. Mm -mm. Cause I have questions about move this on. or move I mean, on. yeah, I've got questions. Yeah. Well, no, I just like, I, I wonder like, cause I think we're in a unique spot where I look at things from the political view and you look at things from like being a teacher. Like, what do you think are the like practical realistic solutions to that problem like we we restructuring don't need... how some schools are taught restructuring how we're doing things redirecting funding redirecting like, funding because a lot of times schools will be given money but the government tells them what they're used for okay 
So the government will be like, hey, we're going to give you like this grant and this grant and this grant or like this budget, this budget, X this budget. Yeah. But, but this amount of dollars is just for special education. And if we find out that you're not using it for special ed, we'll audit you. This money is just meant for technology. If we find out if you're using it for something else, we'll audit you. So it's like a whole thing. So changing the budgets, I think they need to build more schools, like looking at mine. Yeah. Are you, are you opening a condom right now? No. Um, I'm making <laughs> – so I, I usually steal a bunch of tea from Starbucks, but I was off yesterday, so I ran out. So I'm making my own iced tea at home. Uh, um, so I think that money should be – I can directed. go open a condom if you want me to and put it on for this whole podcast. That'd be sexy. Um, <laughs> I think that they need to build – condom episode. Build I'm more sorry. schools. <laughs> they need to build more schools slash like hire more teachers, like money for that. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, we, the government gives us, like, obviously, like, taxpayer money to, like, pay teachers. And if a certain area is so, like, low paying in taxes, then, like, we can only hire so many teachers. But, like, lowering class sizes by having more spaces for kids and having more teachers to teach those kids is going to make, like, the teacher's job that much easier. And then they have the energy and the resources to, like, give the kids I don't um, we are in such like a technological time and then on top of it like my kids like legitimately like they don't know how to like I said they don't know how to use a computer so it's like why shove computers down there for yeah we get it you have a big exhaust dude yeah like why suck your big exhaust why shove computers in kids faces if we're not gonna like have the means to like teach them how to use it before teaching them like the typical school content and everything. Um, anyways, do you think that like not having like not integrating technology into teaching until like high school? Would no, be we need to, so I think they should start earlier. I okay. think like, like again, like my and school, be teaching like computer literacy essentially. Yeah. I, my school specifically, like we had, we weren't one-to-one before COVID and then every, now every kid has a laptop. I'm, I am horrified to see what a, a typical kid in my school has on their laptop already. It's week, it, we're heading into week three, and I'm already horrified to see what would potentially be on a kid's laptop. But um, I can give you a couple ideas. Oh, yeah. But, um, but that's called our video segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, – I lost my train of thought. But um, – yeah, so start them young so that they like they understand. Because again, you're right. You said it. They see technology in a computer as entertainment, not as yeah. a tool. Yeah. Like literally, like I'm not joking. You like kids were like, oh, like I know, like the key. Like I was, I don't know. It, it came to the point where they basically they told me, oh, a keyboard's just for like typing in the name of the YouTube video. No, the keyboard is, was originally meant to, like, type up papers. and. So we had this thing before a computer called a typewriter, and it was actually just a keyboard, and it was yeah. used to transmit information from your brain onto a physical space. Yeah. And so, like, they're, like, that's literally <laughs> what they think, like, a computer is. It's like, oh, like, the letters are on there, so, like, I can type in, you know, Netflix. Yeah. Like, no. Like, what do you think, like, caps locks is for? And, and it's like, also, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, I'm not going to speak for you, but, like, to me, the like, computers come very naturally to me. Like, it oh, makes yeah. sense to Same. me. So it's, I've like, so I, don't, I don't get, like, it doesn't compute to me that someone just, like, doesn't understand doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. how to work a computer. 
computer. Like that doesn't the, compute. This is the first time some kids are, I, I know the sixth graders probably, this is like the first time some kids are actually typing for the first time that like I said, again, isn't typing in a YouTube video or typing in like a text. Like yeah. this is the first time where they have to hold down shift and have proper grammar on a computer. Yeah. And like put commas and periods and shit. It's the first time for them as, you know, uh, 11 to 14 year olds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, I got myself into a bit of, shall we say, hot water last night. I don't even think so. I don't think it's hot water. I don't no. know who's mad at me, but someone is. First of all, like. I was thinking about it a lot last night because I was like stoned and just fucking sitting here playing Call of Duty. And like the audacity of someone to think that because I posted that picture, I was doing it to make fun of them and not myself. Like to think that they're yeah. important enough to be like, yes, I'm the butt of Duncan's joke tonight. So let's let's recap. Seven what happened years afterwards? What's happened? Let's talk to the listeners of what happened last night. So just if anyone is like, oh, Duncan, uh, listen to the podcast and uh, you will learn my thinking. So basically, the it started because we were playing Xbox together. Mm-hmm. And we just started going through old Facebook pictures. Yeah, like, cr- like cringe. Like, I-, I was also looking at, like, status updates. I, tr- I treated Facebook like I treat Twitter now. Yeah. Just posting, like, whatever all I the- think. I would just post on people's walls, hi. Yeah. All the time. Um, and so then I was, like, I had this sort of, like, thought bubble moment where I immediately knew exactly what the worst pictures of me are like, I, I can tell you like off the top of my head, like probably my top five worst pictures. on Facebook. Oh yeah. I, I got them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mind though. And yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then I sent one of the pictures to the group and Dickie was like, you won't post that on Instagram. And I was like, Oh buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm high. Let's do it. <laughs> Not even like I would do it dead. So, like, yeah. cause I just don't care. Like whatever, dude. And so, I ended up posting on uh, Instagram, and it was a picture of me. I believe the girl I was dating at the time. Yeah. I think we were dating. And three of her friends. No, two yeah. of them. No, there's three. three. So it was four, four, four girls. Four girls. And I just said, uh, I've always been a ladies' man. Hashtag TBT. And you just made it in time before Thursday ended as well. Yeah, exactly. It was actually, it was still like 11 o'clock at, in central time. So oh, yeah, yeah. I was technically good to go, but um, based on East Coast time. And so I will pull up somebody random immediately, or not immediately, but pretty it, yeah, quickly, time. like within 20 minutes or so. Yeah said hey is this duncan question mark question mark well let the, let the listeners know incorrectly like don't they spelled it like duncan donuts duncan like, like d-n-d-u-n-k-i-n just like what bro maybe maybe that's a jab at you maybe like that's they know what you're I was wondering and but i was like know. wow got me dude <laughs> it really fucking showed me yeah and so I was like, yeah. And so they said, you're an asshole, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And your sarcasm isn't any good. Okay. Again. Wow. 
And so I said, I'm sorry, who's this? Yeah, that, no, I know. You didn't say, oh, I'm sorry, who is this? Like, wondering. You, that was like, uh, like a Jerry Seinfeld picking up the phone to Uncle Leo. Like, who is this? Like, <laughs> like you know who it is, but you're like sarcastic. Who is this? And so they, because I don't have the number saved either. So yeah. like, and it's a Kentucky area code. So yeah. I'm just a so 502, which doesn't make any sense. None of this is computing. And so they said, it doesn't fucking matter, man. Be better next time. And so I said, I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings? And they said, again, yeah. Again, sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. And so I said, they said, yeah, obviously, or I wouldn't be texting you. And so I said, then why not tell me who you are? And so. I'm confused because, A, like, what? Who was this? What? Why? How? And, like, how did you get my number? And then I got put, I put myself in quite a pretzel last night because then it occurred to me that a Kentucky area code could make a lot of sense for someone I know in real life, which then is, like, what did I do in real life to... Yeah, you're, now you're thinking it's completely irrelevant to the Instagram post. Yeah, even though the timing, like, I, I don't think it's, like, a coincidence of the timing, but, like... It could be, though. It could be, but I was also off yesterday, and I didn't do shit. Yeah. And then I didn't... It, there wasn't anything, like, at work this week, and I have everyone at work's number saved, so, like... The, the biggest move you made yesterday was that Instagram post, and that was yeah. it. Eleven o'clock like, at night. I literally played tennis. I played Call of Duty, and I posted that Instagram. Those are like the three things I did yesterday. Yeah. And so, so <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, well, to proceed with this uh, endeavor, um, I'm going to take it upon myself to call said number just to see and verify, um, you know, who it is, what their intentions are. Um, are they friend? Are they foe? Um, so Duncan, um, I don't know if you know, but no, I, I have the, I have it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The, um, I don't know if you know of the app, um, Google voice. Yeah. So Google voice, I can just have a different number than my own. So amenity is, uh, <laughs> I love saying that word amenity is um you're saying it's so wrong every time too anonymity what how do you're anonymity saying, it's anonymity and there's no uh, there's no m until the very end and you say anonymity anonymity okay yeah to no keep but that, i like the way that you say keep anonymity um sake um i'm gonna be on a different phone number i'm actually calling from uh winthrop massachusetts area code okay old strategy so, um, and I will be calling our dear friend, um, Mr. Unknown. Um, I will have an alias. So if uh, you hear a different voice, um, just remember, it's Jackson talking. Jackson. Uh, so uh, I'll just let it play out and everything. But I need to type this in. And I'm going to put it on speaker so hopefully everyone can hear it. Yeah, I hope. Like, uh, yeah, I call so many people, too. Call so many random numbers that are, like, parents of students or, like, other anything. So I'm good. I like that it's from Winthrop. Uh, I also, I'm curious to see, like, I think it's a dude based on right. how they were texting, but maybe it's not. All right. Well, here we go. Hold on. Let me get, let me remember what I want. I was also, you texted me this, like, Jackson will call on the podcast. And I was like, okay, now I need to think of a story. 
All right, here we go. Call has been forwarded to voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Barry. Um, I am Jeffrey Weiss calling from the uh, ICC Plumbing Institute. We are right outside the apartment building. Uh, just wondering if we can get into the apartment building. Uh, please give me a call back. Uh, it's urgent message, um, calling again, from ICC Plumbing. Uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, you're aware that the, the pipes are clogged. We're looking for someone to get in the apartment. Thank you. That was good. I liked that. Hmm. I, do you think they're going to call back? Um. No, I, that was a that was a quick to voicemail. Oh yeah, like like double click, like I'm out. Like he's like, whose number is that? And send it right to voicemail. Or that person has their shit on do not serve right now. I do get voicemails from that again. Like I have like parent, I use that number for like parents to call me and everything, and like I have like voicemails of like it's weird. Um, but yeah, I I'm calling Barry. I'm Jeffrey Weiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ICC Plumbing. Jeff, so I remember that. I have, so I've Vandalay been working. I was thinking, okay, well, okay. Sorry, I'm going to take a tangent real quick. Some lady at my Starbucks today was making a tip TikTok and tipped us $1,400. What? A, a what? female person. <clears throat> Uh, all signs point to female um, was making a TikTok video, the popular app. Yeah. Um, and she tipped us $1,400 as like content. Like she, like, it wasn't like a mistake. Like she, she was I like guess, filming herself, like, tipping you guys. Like you guys are some lowly little rats that need the $1,400 tip money. That is what we are. Jesus lowly little rats. I would have, I would have gone like, I don't know, spread my butt apart for her. <laughs> I would have been like, like, like you, take a look at this lady. Do you want my body? You can no, have No, not it. even, not even, almost like a, like a, like a screw you. Like, look at my butt. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm not passing up that money. That money. Um, I, w I've been drafting up, uh, uh, something to send them. I, I'm, the snag I'm hitting to send this person, I want to send them like an official thing. And so what I've come up with so far is, hello, this is Janice Driscoll with Trolling Stone Productions. We've been notified that you had a complaint about one of our employees. And I want to just be like, I want to redirect them to my email, like the Trolling Stone email. Yeah. And, but I don't want to just send them a text from me again and continue our text thread. It, you know what you could do? You can get Google Voice. And send texts. You can send texts with it, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I might just do download it. Google Voice, and then I'll like ask you. You may have to do it on the computer first, and then looking it up to your phone. But um, yeah, you can send texts through Google Voice. It's a completely different number and everything. Yeah. And then they can text you on the Google Voice app. Fuck yeah! And then also, uh, Janice Driscoll is the name of the frog that lives in my throat. Whenever I have an itchy throat, her name's Janice. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> is that her? Is that her maiden name or a surname? It's her maiden name. She's unmarried. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. She good. hasn't found another frog in there yet. Good, 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 good. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, um, cool. very cool. Well, um, we're going to keep the listeners up to date on um, this Barry. Saga. This, 
I've named him Barry. I wanted to treat like that, like it, maybe he would answer and I would be like, hi, hi, Barry, you know, Jeff Weiss, ICC, whatever. And then he would be like, uh, I think you have the wrong number. And then I would proceed to go, this isn't Barry Berg. And then like, I would like try to be like, who, well, who is this? Like I was given this number, yeah. like this is a comp and like, I like that. well then who is this? Cause I need to get to the bottom of like, yeah. I, Cause I need to find Barry Berg. Yeah, exactly. Um, like no relation to Barry, really, you know, no, okay. That's what I would, that's what I was going to do. Um, if he answered. So, um, we'll keep you like, updated. That was good thinking. Yeah. With ba- I'll keep you updated with Barry Berg, um, and his plumbing issues in trying to get let into the apartment. Um, we should and, just, we should just <laughs> both call repeatedly every day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like twice a day. <laughs> like, excuse me, Barry. Like we, we couldn't get into the, we couldn't get into the apartment, but we are back again. We are outside. The truck is outside. Please. Can you come out? No, we're going to keep doing that. Why don't we do that every, why don't we do that every podcast? <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. And like, just keep creating Google voice accounts and keep coming up with different companies to call this person yeah. looking for Barry Berg. <laughs> you can change the number like whenever you want. It's not like a, it's not like a legit number. You can change it whenever you want <laughs> yeah i think we're here to, this might be every a new episode. segment a new we segment. call this stupid idiot <laughs> yeah. we call kentucky area code <laughs> also i'm now thinking maybe he also has google voice and texted you huh but it was a okay yeah google voice send text messages okay maybe yeah and you can literally pick any like area code in the world I mean, I think United States actually. Yeah, that's now. Now I'm further in a pretzel. The so the thing that like this person doesn't know is that they've kind of won over me because not knowing who this is is driving me insane. He, they've t- they've bought real estate, but they yeah. don't. I don't think they did it intentionally, which is also funny because they wouldn't. I don't think they would know that having a Kentucky area code while I'm in Tennessee would put me in such a pretzel. Mm. Cause like so many people I know have Kentucky area codes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The other one is two Oh two. That Bama area code. Oh, my boy. That's, Dylan. That's like Dylan. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we got to continue. We have to continue. We it's Barry, Barry Berg, Kentucky area code. Yeah. We just have to constantly call that number. Yeah. Looking for Barry Berg, and it's yeah, d- bunch of different companies, different people. Like, hi yeah. Barry, like this is this is Aunt Sally. I'm just trying to get in touch with you. You know, Grandpa Joe died. Where I I almost think we should. Um, this is terrible podcasting, but I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So oh, yeah, you fuck you, listeners. Um, I think we should pick a certain area of Kentucky and just go through and pick like companies from that area and then just fucking oh yeah <laughs> just like your mic cut out but just like submit stuff and fucking just like keep on like if we could ideally if we could enter this person into various um like like drawings or like promotional considerations for things I still got nothing on the audio there, Bubba. I don't know what that is. I th- can you hear me? Yeah. I think it's when I clap. Yeah. It like desyncs everything. So 
I love that idea so much. Um, I think we should put his number, if it's his real number, it could be a Google voice, but if we should put that number on like, um, like call for election, like, yes, like, oh, yes. or like, or oh, like God. telemarketer, telemarketer shit, or like he's an organ donor, like call, like, hi, like, uh, you're a blood donor and we're looking for you to come down to the hospital right now and donate more blood. Dude. I, the amount of texts I get from Joe Biden's campaign annoys me. Imagine yeah. like some random person who has never like signed up for anything political and is just constantly getting Joe Biden text messages. Like, hey, we're are gonna, you gonna vote? Hey, we're gonna destroy this. We're gonna destroy this Kentuckian's life. Yeah, but that's Let's the last time. If you were offended by my um, my trivial childish jokes. Um, and then you get mad at me, our solution is to then ruin your life in very, very small inconveniences. Inconveniences, yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, yes, yes. Moving on to <laughs> another phone-related um, situation. Yes. You, you happen to have um, a dear friend on your phone. A guest of the podcast. Yeah, recurring. In, in a, an award-winning guest. Yeah, so... Um, this has no context to it whatsoever. Um, it was Ben was just Snapchatting me one day and he was like, hey, I have a rant for you. And then he left me a two minute and 30 second voicemail while I was at work. And then wow. I sat on it. I don't even think I listened to it a little bit, um, but I didn't listen to the whole thing. And so I've really been saving it for the podcast. I have a suspicion I may need to cut some of it out, but um, that's a that's a hurdle for post production, you know. Yeah, no, you should definitely cut out if it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yo, all right. Make sure it's on so speaker. So today, all right. First of all, good boy, Slim Reaper, Young, your dad's favorite boy. Um, that was not a good one, but anyway, so I was working at, uh, fucking Dana Farber today, right? Switching over some fucking cameras in the elevator. Sitting there, in the elevator, taking down a fucking camera. I swear to God, every fucking ten seconds, someone would walk out of the elevator. I was in. Someone would walk out of the fucking elevator. I was in. And then someone would try to come on. They'd go, oh, wait, who? I didn't see you in there. I didn't see you in there. Can I come on? What the fucking shit you can come on? Someone fucking just came out of it. Like, what the fuck? I need to put up this fucking ladder two seconds ago and fucking let this person come on. <sighs> There's one lady fucking tried to tell me I was going to kill her because I was fucking working on a camera in an elevator, which I was in first, and then she got it, and then told me to stop doing my job because she was in the elevator. And I was like, Mickey, I see how, how this works. Like, there's six five other elevators. I mean, car fucking five and six. There's five other ones. Like, just go in another one, you stupid fucking hoe. It's not my fault that you're a fucking paranoid schizophrenic. Go, you fucking white green light. Sorry. And then, um, uh, fuck. Uh, fuck. Yeah, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, if you fucking couldn't go in the elevator, you wouldn't be able to go in the elevator. It's not fucking the 1930s anymore. Like, it's not even a fucking show. It's not even the 90s, bro. Like, it's 20 fucking 20. Like, if you fucking fucking, if you do anything wrong, you get fucked. 
My favorite was when he got derailed because he was in the car and someone in front of him was, I don't know what they were doing, but apparently they did enough to be called a paranoid schizophrenic. No, I think he was talking about the woman in the elevator, not the guy in front of him. Like the woman in the elevator was a paranoid schizophrenic. (laughs) Um, I will say that was fucking hysterical. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. There is a moral to the story, or there is like a, a, a resolution, if you will. Yeah. Ben is, it's a call to action. Yeah. Ben is just asking everyone in the world to meet his, to be at his standard of human being. He is the baseline. And if you are below it, you should probably just kill yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The moral exactly. of the story. Yeah. yeah. Like no child left behind except for ones that are below Ben. Exactly. They're, good callback. Um, <laughs> He just he he comes to almost like a like uh, it, like his chakras are cleared. He comes to like nirvana. This like bright light shines on him. He goes, "If just ev- like out of his stupor of anger, just if everyone was just like me, like he got real quiet and real calm. Like, if everyone was just like me, we'd be fine." I love it. Uh, uh, he had <coughs> there's an issue and he has a solution. He likes I would it. I would love if. Uh, Ben like had like some sort of like midlife crisis and I think that would be so funny I I think I brought it up last podcast but uh, I watched a movie called uh, Devil All the Time Yeah, Robert Pattinson's like uh, kind of a shady pastor that like picks up like he's he's married but he like picks up like 18 year old girls and like bangs Mm. them out in the middle of the woods (laughs) that would be Ben yeah the shady pastor who picks up girls and bangs them out in the middle of the woods in his like yeah. 1950 Chevrolet. Yes, in his um, conversion van. Yeah, in his, his, yeah, yeah, in Tom's conversion van. van. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, but I think you. What I've concluded is that you could take the. You could make Ben a pastor, but you would never be able to take the Ben out of Ben. Like you no. would never, it's, and so we would get Pastor Ben, and that would be incredible. Yeah. Especially movie, if it was like a very strange, like really specific sect of like a religion, like specifically like Christian. Like if he was like a like a Jehovah's Witness, just like spitting angry about yeah. like the second coming of Christ. We have a a regular customer at our store who's a Jehovah's Witness, and she one time told us that she can't have too much caffeine because. Um, she's inbred. That's, um, not accurate. I'm dead serious, too. That is not an accurate statement. She always sits in the passenger seat, and she'll just be like, yeah, um, I I have to get a half-calf 
because um my parents were siblings. Like, she does not fucking say that. Holy shit. She should be taken out back behind the shed and shot. Behind the dumpster. We'll put her Jesus behind the dumpster. Right. <clears throat> what, what type of person does that? Um, Who reveals that much information? I guess a Jehovah's Witness. And her nickname, according to her, is Cricket. Yes. Yeah. So the, it's out. adding up. Yep. Rickety Cricket. <laughs> hey, Rickety! Yep. Rickety Cricket! Um, yeah. uh, I've heard Ben cuss a lot, but that was a lot in a two and a half minute segment. I almost want to do a separate video in which it's nothing but us watching the voicemail and a counter of the number of times he said fuck. Yeah. No, that'd be great. It was impressive. There were whole sentences that were just the word fuck. <clears throat> yeah. Just fuck, fucking fuck. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. Um, that was that was exquisite. We need to tell ask him. We need to the sun basically we need to open up avenues for all of our friends to um I would say call you. I already get too many voicemails in my life from parents I've never met. Yeah, um, no, I have nobody calls me except for my mom, my dad, my grandma, and my uncle. That's it. Yeah. And so, a- yeah, for anyone who has a grievance, I think we should make this an open space for airing grievances. Um, for anyone who has a grievance of any sort, for anyone who's having a tough day, for anyone that has had something interesting happen to them during the past 24 hours, or I don't know, the past week, I don't care. If you have something to say, leave me a voicemail. And as long as you don't have a Kentucky area code, I will definitely play this on this show. <laughs> that was well That was well thought out. Um, but no, like, for real. If anyone, because the other thing is, like, I can, like, what I'm going to do with this one is you can, I can get, like, an MP3 file of the voicemail, and I'm going to yeah. put it in post-production so that it lines up and we can hear, like, cleanly the voicemail. Yeah. No, so I would just have a voicemail segment is basically what we're saying. Yeah, we just got to tell our friends, like, you're heated. Like, Rich, Richard would be able to do it maybe every day. We may have to limit him to, like, two yeah. a week. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like every single day he would be, like, blowing up your phone. Yes. It would but just like be constant. Yeah. Um, he's an angry man. He like, has a lot not, of anger. Him. Not many people, like, uh, like, can see that on the surface level, but Richard holds a lot of rage. Richard has it, I think... I, I aspire to be him in the way that he has, he is the Mount Vesuvius of like, like he has so much of it built up in there and he just has such a calm demeanor and is he's so like, calm and measured. And then one day he's just going to fucking rain hellfire down upon the people of Pompeii. He's like uh, crazy Joe Davola, another Seinfeld reference. Yeah. He's like a really nice guy to Elaine. He's just like very friendly. He's very suave. Takes her out. Brings her to, um, wants to take her to the opera. But underneath, in the seedy underbelly of Tracy Joe Davola's psyche, he likes to dress up as a clown and kick Kramer in the head. There you go. Yeah. And hang up pictures of Elaine in his apartment and it'd be really weird. Um, well, um, just under an hour in, and 
we haven't talked about literally anything. We've talked no music, about nothing. No, no music, no Big Brother. Um, they're because they're. I mean, yeah. we're gonna have to dedicate some time to Big Brother, but um, as far as music goes, there hasn't been a whole bunch. Um, yeah. I haven't been listening to that much of anything. Um, no. I've just been kind of rocking with my playlist. I've been rocking with Bronson. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta give the Ferg album another listen so I can pop some of those songs in my playlist. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there hasn't been much of fucking anything. Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage dropped an album. Um, I'm assuming it's good because they're both good artists and they're good at what they do. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna listen to it. But it dropped last night and it wasn't one of those albums where I was like chomping at the bit to get after. Um, yeah. So I didn't quite. I wasn't quick on the draw on that one. I mean, I feel like um, that's a, that's something my girlfriend does. She just yells "Good morning" to my dog, and she freaks out. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like you got Metro Boom coming out. Like when you have like drops by a producer, they're either like the Alchemist, where we're like, "Oh shit!" Like who's who's he got on? Who's he got on? Who's he got on? Or it's like Metro Boomin, where you're like, "Oh, all right," like. There's like, he'll have Young Fug on, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I'll listen to that one. But then all the other ones, like, push aside. Yeah, fucking whatever. Um, and I, I do think it was like, <clears throat> they do this every once in a while. Janice is giving me a little bit of trouble right now. I'm having some green tea. Hopefully that'll clear her out. She gets irritated every once in a while, and she she wants to act out. Um, but it seems like every once in a while they. To like sometimes a producer will drop an album where it's essentially like a mixtape, but then sometimes it'll be like uh I it's a weird phenomenon where it's almost like it's the producer and the artist. Like it's an exclusive project. Yeah, yeah, the they're group. together. Yeah. So I think this is more one of those, but Metro Boomin is out like for the most part, like Sometimes with his beats, in terms of me, he's hit or miss. But in general, he's pretty like. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's top good. of the top. He's S tier. Yeah, <laughs> Metro Boom is really good. I do find similarities in a lot of it. I'm just like, okay, yeah. this is, we're yeah, doing it again. And I think yeah. also like some of it is. He's done a lot of stuff. Oh, are we gonna get the puppy on the podcast? Rosie, come here. Rosie, Uncle Duncan. Hi to Uncle Duncan. Yeah. Oh, she's being mean. Oh. She won't let me pick her up. Very rude. The other day, she barked at a dog. Uh, barked at a dog. Barked at a kid in PetSmart. And a kid made him cry. You kicked her. No. She barked. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No you kicked the kid. You kicked the kid. No, I wasn't there. Sarah was there. Um, okay. Sarah punted Rose... that kid across PetSmart and said, "Don't you fucking cry at my dog." Oh, right in the... Yeah. Um, you said no child left behind. Well. No child left... <laughs> Rosie barked at him. He was like five. Also, here's the whole story. Tangent. Bark. Girlfriend comes home. She goes, "Well, you won't believe Rosie just barked at a kid and made him cry." And I go, "Oh my god! Like, like, what type of carriage was he in?" Oh no, he was a five-year-old. Grow the fuck up, five-year-old. Don't be crying at a little puppy barking at you. Fucking pussy-ass five-year-old. Oh god. And of all places, where like in a place where it's just like some hard-nosed people, and we got a kid crying over a puppy barking at him. Yeah, grow exactly. up. A God. cute puppy, nonetheless. Like, yeah, get some. That kid, I will say though, for Rosie to bark at that kid, that kid must have had all-time bad vibes. Um, bad yeah, vibes. Bad she vibes. just doesn't. 
honestly, she's very selective. I don't think she likes little boys. Fair. Like that karate. That, she's that's good. She's the opposite of that karate guy that was in our hometown. Yeah. She doesn't so, like boys. Doesn't like little boys. Um, she just barks it. Yeah, whole thing. But um, back to music. I'm sorry. Uh, I Red just was thinking about was it Swagwalker who got arrested for jerking off in the library? I don't remember. Oh, um, Swag. Yes, somebody. Maybe somebody that we went to high school with. No, McGrory. Yeah. No, McGrory's still driving those big trucks. Sure, I, it was definitely Swagwalker then. I think so. Yeah, but. He's just trying to get some free internet. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you're just like, whoa. Okay. Actually, I have a story. Um, since this is a tangent podcast, I have a, one of my favorite. Uh, she's the store ma- assistant store manager at my Starbucks, and she's moving on to have her own store. She's going to be a store manager. Congratulations. So, congratulations. Her last shift is on Sunday. We love her. Shout out, Mads. Um, I don't know if she wanted her name on this podcast, Uh-oh. but whatever. Um, and she said that one time there was this kid who like always would take really long bathroom breaks and, or like would go to the bathroom on his lunch and it would end up being like a 45 minute lunch. And so she was like, Hey dude, um, what is there? Like, I just wanted to check in. Like, what, why are you, um, like taking such a long bathroom? And he was like, yeah, I've just been jerking off in the bathroom. And she was like, why would you tell me that? What is honesty? Honesty. (laughs) You could have just been like, I, I have like IBS. I have like an issue with my bowels, like I'm working on it. I'm playing the phone just game. Like, you could have easily just been like, yeah. oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, no, I get I get lost in my phone. It's something I'm working on. And no, he was just like, you know, sometimes you just gotta get one out. Sometimes no, you, you don't get, get the poison out. No, nope. you don't. The answer is not in a Starbucks bathroom. Never in a Starbucks bathroom. You should do nothing but drugs and bathroom things in a Starbucks bathroom. <clears throat> Save the pee-pee touches for Wendy's. Yeah. We also had another guy steal our tips last week. Just third guy this month. What third person f- this month. Just walked in the store, grabbed the tips. And I asked my manager if I could go after someone if they did next time. And he looked at me and said, I will fire you. And I was like, Because <laughs> <laughs> like I was, it was like this fucking like skinny fucking piece of shit. And I was like, imagine how funny it would be if I made eye contact with that guy and everyone in the cafe watched me just like, take off and just form tackle that guy into like a car Dude, yeah oh it would be so it, satisfying for everyone you'd be on the internet content 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 boom trolling stone podcast goes viral like i lose my job but whatever we're a millionaire yeah baby all right um uh yg dropped an album <laughs> <laughs> um it sucked <laughs> i didn't listen to it but it does have a Lil wayne feature uh, Gunna feature, Chris Brown and Tyga. Um, are we canceling? Are we as a podcast canceling Chris Brown? I think so, yeah. Okay. He has some good songs, but nah. no, he doesn't move the needle at all. He sucks. Also, Rihanna is the queen of everything and posts hot Instagrams all the sure. time sure, sure, and sure, has sure. a dope ass clothing line and lingerie line. So, like, um, but shocking. If you had to guess what you think YG's album cover is uh him he is drinking off in the starbucks bathroom yeah no it's just him come on come on all right 
I'm just going to describe I'll it. look at it. It's, it's just him. It's a white background, and it's just him all in red. He's, like, in red lighting and wearing all red. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's Moving a... I, th- I think he's a crip. Uh, but then, last on the music news, uh, Don't Stop featuring Young Thug, Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I found... I haven't listened to it, again, because we're slackers, and we don't particularly care about some of these things, but they're worth mentioning, but it is cool that she got Young Thug. I think that's big. Young Thug is kind of one of those people where it's like, when you get a Young Thug feature, that's kind of like, hey, you made it. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. But Um, I'm not going to clap because we're a no-clap podcast now. We just do... (sighs) No, it's only mine. It's literally, I clap right here. Like, I clap like... um, Hopefully they I, that would have been so funny if you had muted your mic with that. Um, bigger and better news, up, up and up. Uh, big Brother, we have a lot to talk about. And Duncan has foregone spoilers. So we mm-hmm. are going to talk about like the next two weeks. The so past I'm, two weeks. I'm going to just be honest. Big Brother is one of those shows that if you can keep, like it's particularly like you have Sarah who keeps you up with it. Yes. And it's also, like, definitely part you, because, like, you get into it. Oh, but, yeah. like, I have a billion yeah, have different aspects of content to watch. And then some of the episodes are really fucking boring. And a lot of it is just, like, yeah. filler time. And it's, yeah. like, I wish you would just cut to the, like, just give me an abbreviate. Like, I wish they would do once a week they would release an online episode where it was just, like, the ICMY of, yeah. you know, ICMYI. But, like... So I got behind a couple episodes and then I'm like, I don't know, I could watch three hours of Big Brother to catch up or I could, I don't know, do literally anything else. And so a lot of times, like uh, last time on Big Brother, they recap for like, like five full minutes and you're like, okay, I I, I just watched an entire episode. They, I think they realize that I think a lot of people don't watch HOH or Veto. No, they wait for eviction. Yeah. Because eviction, they recap the entire week up until before someone leaves. Yeah, I should have just watched that. But I was, I hadn't even seen Dave on get voted out. That's how far behind I was. Yeah, I was. So we can talk about. So Dave, well, going back to that, Dave on gets voted out. It sucks because like I was really coming around to her, but she was like that. It showed she was like, "You're Dave on's a huge threat." Everything. She gets voted out. Um, That was after Ian, right? Yeah. So it was. Memphis is HOH. Mm-hmm. Tyler won the power of veto and then elected to not use it, even though Memphis wanted to backdoor David, which Tyler, uh, kudos to Tyler. Cause I, like, I, I think that when you like kind of deconstruct the social dynamics in that house, I think it's probably pretty difficult for someone new, like fresh, young, like Tyler to like basically go to Memphis who has the HOH to win the veto and then be like, Hey, dude, I think you're wrong, and I don't think voting like I don't think backdooring David is the right move at all. And then for Memphis to end up going along with it, yes, but I do think the older people have respect for the newer like winners and like good, yeah. really good players because yeah. the game has changed so much since Memphis has said it all the time. The game has changed so much since he played, yeah. so it's like you have to worry about like back way back when Memphis played. It was like if you win comps, you're going to win the thing, all of it. You have to play a social game now. You have to like really strategize. There's so many different like little tricks that could happen and everything. You got to think a lot more steps ahead. But um, 
So after that, Devon goes, and then was there anything notable in that last week? Like, Not really. I feel like there weren't any real like nobody blew up at each other. There was no fucking nonsense. No, it was it was kind of like what you said. It was a lot of filler. But then like this recent week, it's like constantly like people like. It's this just been the same fucking people that keep going up over and over and over again. Yeah. Kevin Kevin was on the block for five weeks. David was like probably the same amount of time. It's just like the people who were in power stayed in power, and it was just like all right. Like I got bored a little bit with how much the committee just controlled everything. Like there was not a single moment where I was like, we're, like e- even like an HOH that like a non-committee member won was like only- on the fence. Like it just always goes to the committee. I know. So, it's so boring. Um, we, did you wait? Can did you hear? So there's. I have a regular who, like the other night, I was like, "Oh, bro, like are you got any fun plans tonight?" And he was like, "Oh no, we're just like getting Starbucks and then we're gonna go home, hang out, watch Big Brother." And so it turns out he's a huge fan of Big Brother. I guess Casey from Tyler season was supposed to be on BB, and then she tested positive and couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. that I didn't know that. But if, dude, if they had Casey and Tyler together, that would have been a fucking. That would have been game, like a. That would have been game yeah. over, dude. Yeah. That would have flipped no. the entire dynamic of the house. Because they would have worked together big time, big and time. I guarantee you, Casey would have been like, you know, Tyler, like you can win this one, basically. Like, yeah. you, like we're gonna try to get you to win because I already won, and Casey's like a good person and everything. But um, Casey's a homie. That's what I what struck me about that season was that her and Tyler both seemed like genuinely like good people that i would like be friends with in real life exactly yeah so we can see like i feel like the rest of the house kind of seems like scumbags half the time yeah we continue moving on and so really i don't think much happens we We learned that um enzo's full name is vicenzo yeah that was a big that was funny um still a homie enzo was like badass so Playing with a pen it keeps flipping out. Um, really, nothing else happens until last night happened with like the triple eviction. Yeah. So actually, they uh, let me rephrase. They committees like wavering. There's like Tyler wants to take out Danny. Uh, uh, who won the HOH on Sunday? Cody. Cody. Cody did. Cody's start was like basically the start of um, the triple eviction. Yeah. Um, but before that, the uh, that new guy, Doctor Will, cut, is like moves in next door, and basically his whole thing is you can either win power or you can win prizes. Like the next couple of like challenges are all going to be like prize oriented. So you can either win a veto, win the head of household, win a power, or you can win like cash money. Yeah. Um, so Cody's up there. He puts up obviously like David and Kevin because they are the last two that are still like hanging around that aren't in the committee. Um, Otev comes back, which is like I know you. you I, Otev is awesome. He's like yeah. the big guy. With, like it's the same challenge every single time. You got to go find something and then bring it back. Climb up like the slippery slope and everything. And he says a couple of funny things. Um, I always love that one. David does something. Very, very stupid. Otev is the power of veto as well. Competition. David is on the block next to Kevin. 
David in like the second round. Cody, let me think. No, uh, like I think Tyler gets knocked out round one. Six people playing. Tyler gets knocked out round one. So David's still alive. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm kind of rooting for David at the point. I know he's a dummy and like playing the bat, the game really bad, but like, I'll root for the underdog to like shake up the house at this point. Like there's just like so much, so much of the same thing happening over and over again. David is looking, they're looking for t-shirts and a bunch of shit to bring back up to Otev. You ask him a question like, Oh, like who, you know, who were the last two people evicted or some like a more in-depth question than that. They got to find t-shirts that have the names on it. David is looking, finds the t-shirt that says $10,000 and saunters his way up the slope and sits his butt down there is still four other people looking for t-shirts he is on the block and decides to take 10 grand instead of trying to win the power of veto every literally everyone in the house during the competition went dude what the fuck are you doing yeah like banana and then so he gets voted out so now it's just I think it was like Enzo, Nicole, F, Cody, and Kevin are still left in the power of veto competition. And David's just sitting there like, yeah, like I, I you know, kind of measured all my odds and everything. He's like, I got $10,000 now. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. not, only, not only did you lose the power of veto and like you have so many people like on your back, but like you're out, dude. Like you're done. And again, it's also like, they like they don't know it yet, but it's the triple eviction night, basically. Like... To us, ten grand is a ton of money. Yeah, he is like a senior sales, like manager yeah. or something. Ten grand, like he makes ten grand. He makes ten grand in like probably like a couple months. Like, like yeah, like two months. Yeah, and so like it doesn't seem like he has a wife, kids, anything. Ten grand ain't all that. Like, it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but like, also let's be realistic about perspective. It's probably not all that much money to him. Yeah, exactly. It was it's just not even so, like it was just like, so weird. I would do. I would. I would throw it if you were like, yeah, yeah, dog. Here's like a McLaren. Yeah. Or like here's people, like a Corvette. People who take the money instead of winning the power are people who are safe. Yeah. Who are like, fuck it. Like, I'm safe this week. I'm gonna take time. I would. I never should. Yeah. He's just an idiot. So. They go on triple evict. Uh, they don't know it yet, but like they're getting evicted. Obviously, David goes first. David's like you, like uh, Cody wins the uh, the veto along with the HOH and just goes like like I'm not changing the votes. Like David, like you're going home. Yeah, David goes home. Um, right away, they go into HOH and everyone's like, oh fuck, it's a double eviction. Like they start to like learn pretty quick. And, uh, but David actually, it was, they, the Dr. Will guy came on and like kind of gave them like a hint. And he said like, you got to always play in like, you know, three steps ahead. And David went like, it's a triple eviction. I know it's never happened before, but he said three steps ahead, it's a triple eviction. And everyone was like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, no, 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 but it was. So double eviction happens. People start to figure it out. And they're like, oh fuck. Christmas wins. Okay. And, and puts up Nicole F and Kevin. Okay. You have to fact check me later. But, and it's like, she just puts, she just puts Nicole F up just so that's a pawn against Kevin to get the last non-committee guy out. Goes up, 
Kevin obviously loses. Doesn't can't get the veto. He also he just played like a dumb competition like at all times. He just was never even close to like winning his comps. It's just like so sad. Kevin gets Kevin gets voted out. I only have one more person from our list left in the house. I think you have two. Yep. I'm currently in the lead. I have Enzo and Tyler. Okay. You just have Nicole F. I know. Nicole F is also stirring the pot a little bit because as Kevin leaves, they go for the third time. Also, in between when they're like doing the veto thing, Julie comes on the screen and everyone sees behind her it says triple eviction. And they're all like, oh, it's it's a triple And they're like, like, David was right and everything. So like, yeah, Kevin goes, uh, who wins? I can't remember, but they put up Memphis, or maybe, I can't remember. But they put up in the third block, people on the block, they put up Nicole F. and Danny. Tyler wins. Tyler wins. Puts up Nicole F. and, and, and Danny. And again, Nicole F. is just pawn. And they get... You know, the veto goes, Tyler wins it. Tyler wins HOH and the veto. Danny goes up. Danny's out. So within a triple eviction, Kevin, they trim the fat with Kevin and David. And Danny is the first committee member out. Bye, Danny. And she was, like, asking for it. Like, I think back to, like, when she, like, hopped into that, the HOH room being, like, nonchalant. Like, oh, I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, Davon wants a meeting. And Tyler's, like, staring at her, like, Nicole's not in our alliance. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, it's about to blow it up. She's like too caught. She plays the game really well. Everyone was like, she played a really good game, stayed this long. But like, I think the audience is going to see like, she's kind of like a jerk. Yeah. And she's sloppy when it comes to like making decisions or like yep. just who she says, who she had the whole like Bailey and Devon thing to happen. That was all her fault. And it, yeah, there was like a lot going on and she should have, I feel like she should have been out. A lot earlier. If anyone that wasn't in the committee won power, she would have yeah. been. She would have been God, though. She would have been the first one. Yeah. Memphis, um, yeah, I'm going to be doing no yeah. fact checking on you because this is this episode is our version of Big Brother. Yeah. Where it's just you tell me what happened, and if yeah. it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, who cares? I would watch the triple eviction because there's like I'm, some like I'm gonna watch the triple only be, like I'll watch it while we play Call of Duty later, just because yeah. it's like. I can have yeah. advantage to it and not really care. Okay. Um, Memphis is like, like my girlfriend's told me before, like she and a lot of other fans suspect that Memphis is just like a low key racist. Cause he had gunned after David literally the entire season. Yeah. And he like pawned off as like, Oh, you're a rookie. You shouldn't be here. You're a rookie. You're a rookie. You like, you played like a shit game, but like, it was constant. He was as soon as David left, Memphis was like, "Can't." He's like, he goes, "Finally, I've been gunning that for that guy ever since we got in the house." It's like, but why, dude? Why? Like David was not a threat. He's a dummy. You could have easily been like, "Yeah, like you're, me and you were best friends. You would have gotten a vote in the jury." There's no way David is voting for Memphis. Yeah, and it's also like that goes back to my point about like when Memphis had HOH and Tyler had to like convince him out of backdooring David. Yeah, exactly. Like, he had to do it again. What are you doing, bro? Like, Tyler why do you care this much? Me- Memphis was the HOH when David got voted out, and De- Memphis was like, "Yeah, David's out." And Tyler was like, "Dude, like, why though? Like, why?" Memphis is just tired of being named after one of the <clears throat> biggest uh, cities for the civil rights movement. Yeah, it was just—it's strange. But um, shit's going down now. It's just committee members, so it is. We have Enzo, Tyler. Memphis, Cody, Nicole F, 
Christmas, and that's it. There's only six of them left. Yep. We're getting down to the brass tacks here. There, so Julie Chen also said, Julie Chen Moonvez also said that there's about a month left. So we have four weeks. So it's going to be four, it's going to be three weeks of eviction. And then last week, there's only going to be three people left. And that's when it's going to be like the all out like brawl. Yeah. We're probably going to start, we're probably going to start to see more like uh, shots of like jury house soon. Yep. 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 Like people like entering and everything. And I always kind of like that. Yeah. It's always awkward, but I like it. It's going to be probably this. I think this next week we'll probably start. We'll probably get the like jury house intro. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for it every year when it's only like four or five people left. It's like all the house house guests are forced to sit around the dining room table and be like, you remember the season? And like they think back to like all like the highlights and it's so cringe because they're not actors. They're just like, like being forced by CBS to like, like look back at the whole season and everything that's going to be coming when there's like four or five people left. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any predictions for final three? I, so Cody has been playing like an unbelievable game. Yeah. I really, I need to see who's HOH just this week. And that's going to determine a lot. Whoever wins HOH this week. I don't Cody think Cody has been playing on Christmas is everyone's afraid of Christmas. You know that, you know, that whole story. Yeah. That she, since she like ran over her, like fiance or something with a car. Wait, no, before. I don't know this. Story. Uh, so say, uh, my girlfriend was telling me this obviously before the season, she was like on like TMZ and a little bit in the news. A, not that long ago, but like before big brother happened, she like has like bad anger issues. And like, it was some, something with like boyfriend slash husband slash fiance, whatever he is. She like ran him over with a car, like tried to like attempted, like, like vehicular. Like the, the, the tiger woods. Yeah. Um, and so it's like known she's like a hothead and is like really irrational and like gets angry very quickly so like there's so many people that are afraid to put her up because they're like we're gonna get the wrath of christmas she um when davon named her as a have not she like fucking freaked out so oh yeah everyone was like bro wait what no, no one said anything. Like, oh, fuck. Don't look at her because okay, of it. Okay. So something like that happened. Danny, the very end of the triple eviction, Danny gets voted out. And Christmas is standing like right by the door and like smiling at her and like gives like a, like a fake attempt to like hug her. And Danny just walks right by her. And Christmas like so sarcastic, knows exactly what she's doing, like knows that there's bad blood between the two and just wants to rub it in Danny's face that she's gone. To be like, like, oh, I guess no hug, right? And Danny goes back, yeah, fucking, of course, no hug. Or like, like she's like, yeah, of course, no hug. Like, as like she's like standing and like going through the doorway to go see Julie. And Chris was like, well, and everyone's like, kind of like, just like, what yeah. Like, it's like that one friend we all have that like kind of start shit. And then yeah. you're just standing there and you're like, am I going to have to, am I going to have to do something about this? She's just, just gonna, so, she's just so passive aggressive. Yeah. Why, why, why is this happening? Why are we yeah. doing this? She's so passive aggressive and like she knew what she was doing. Yeah. So she's like, she's such a pot stir, but then also like we'll flip off the handle. Like if you like wrong her and in like the slightest of ways, like making her have not like literally when Davon made her a have not, she was like, Christmas, you haven't been one yet. So like they, here yeah. you go. And Christmas was like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> she like she went. A- she went full like angry salt. You'll see her uh, in this the double the triple eviction. She wears like really really short shorts. She has a gun tattooed on her hip. Yes, they brought it up in uh, last week's episodes. Yeah. Someone like was like, like "Yeah, watch out for Christmas." She has a pistol on her hip. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's she's like nuts up. So um, I will say, I think we should have seen uh, that side of her coming, just in the fact that her tattoos are aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah, really. I think we should have connected those dots sooner. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, I wish they did more stuff. Like I wish they like had Christmas go to, like, the um, diary room, and they were just like, tell us about all your tattoos. Like, I think stuff like, th- like, getting to know the contestants a little bit better in that, like, early season time where it's just fluff, like, I would rather that so I can kind of, like, get more attached to these people. I think they do that in a normal season, but since it's all-stars, and it's like the audience should already know. It, that's Christmas. true, that's yeah. true. And, yeah. I, and I think it's like they have less time. Like, this is this truly is a condensed season since it's not yeah. during, like, the entire summer. So it's like they're, like, flying through things. Like, they can't, they don't have time to, like, do that's, that. That's fair. Um, so I'm predictions. I'm thinking um, if either Cody, Tyler, or Enzo wins the HOH. Actually, never mind. If it's Tyler or Cody, they're going to put up Christmas and they may put up Nicole. If Memphis wins, he's probably going to put up Christmas or like Cody. Yeah. If Christmas or Nicole wins, they're, they're going to put up Cody and Tyler. Yeah. Like obviously now they're all fighting each other. Uh, or Enzo may be the first to go because Enzo is just like a side piece to the entire like Enzo is probably like the last, like maybe like low key outsider, but he has deals with everyone and he's friendly with everyone. It's just, he's not a part of the committee committee, but he's far less of a threat than a lot of the other committee members. So I yeah. can see someone having that light bulb go off and take him to the final Good. three yeah. because he would be easy to beat. The only yes. question is the jury. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But once you get to the final two, I feel like it's just like, it doesn't, yeah, like, this is when out of your hands. So this is when big threats are being knocked off like this, this coming week. Um, final three. I think Enzo's going to be in the final three, unless he's knocked off. And I don't think he will. I feel like it's going to be Enzo. I could see Enzo Cody in Memphis. I think I Memphis- want Nicole. I think Memphis gets knocked off really quick because I think that he has had, first of all, I think he put himself in a lot of people's, um, he put himself on people's shit list at the beginning of the season when he just refused to do anything. He just got HOH and nommed and then was like, I don't know, dude. I think uh, Tyler is going to, especially if he happens to be on the block with Tyler, like Memphis is just dumb. Yeah. Like, he just, I, like, I like start that to, whole thing with David, like, that's just, like, a bad, like, regardless I, of whatever else, that's just, like, a bad look in terms of game moves. Like, you're, that's stupid. I've started to, like, come around on Memphis, not in, like, a good way, but, like, I think he, like, acts dumb, but I don't think he is. I know, but I think he also is, like, not, I think in terms of game moves, I think sometimes he lets his emotions cloud his game Definitely. move judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It really does depend on HOH this week. I think Chris, I would think the order of going is Christmas, Memphis. And then like, I could see a surprise like Cody or something like they, yeah, because Cody is, I think far and away the biggest threat. Exactly. Yeah. I think Christmas, Memphis, and then maybe Cody. And then it's like Nicole F Enzo and Tyler, because then it's Tyler. Who's a huge game player who basically I feel like did amazing this entire season. And then really two side pieces. Nicole hasn't, in terms of comps, Nicole shot herself in the foot a couple times in social situations. Hasn't won a single comp, I don't think. And Enzo is just kind of like this, like, he could easily win. Like, Tyler could win with those two people next to him yeah. in the final three. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll keep you posted. Um, I'm going to actually watch this week. That's a promise. Um, I'm going to catch up on the triple eviction, and then we'll go from there. Hopefully... There is some music next week. Um, do you want to do wrap up? We're at like an hour 15. Do you want to do like videos or top five? Let's do top five. Okay. Let's so run through top five it. 90s artists. Okay. Yeah, 90s artists. Let me pull up my notes. Let's run through it quick. I'm getting Jackson's getting sleepy. I need to take a nap before I eat there. Yeah. All right. I need to um, crush a Red Bull. No, I'm going to have some coffee. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have some coffee, I'm going to take a shower, and then I'm going to play Call of Duty for oh, the, no. the night. I'm really sorry. Oh, you know, I can do this. Never mind. So um, my number five, um, I am going to say uh, Sublime. Okay. I'm doing this based, just so we're on the same page, I'm doing this based completely off of a top40weekly.com top 100 artists of the 90s list. Gotcha. So... Um, my, my number, number one is five, Sublime. My number five. Is that your number one or your number five? My number five. Okay. My number five is the... Fuck, I just lost it. The Dandy Warhols. Dandy Warhols are really good. I've never listened to them, but I love the name. So I think now I'm a oh, fan. Okay. Dummy. All right, let's move on. <laughs> you have, you have, why you have, expected anything. You have else. nothing productive to say ever. Um, <laughs> um, my number four... My number four is Third Eye Blind. They have amazing jams. Jumper, Semi-Charmed Life, um, How's It Gonna Be. Third Eye Blind is like the, the, to me, like quintessential 90s alternative rock. I know Pearl Jam is there. I know Nirvana is there. But like literally like Third Eye Blind just can be put on at any time and you can just be like, this is an amazing song. Semi-Charmed Life is amazing. Do, do, do. That's semi charmed life. Dude, yeah. Okay. Sky was gold. I was sad to time through my nose. And I wish you could get back there someplace back there. Wishing you would smile and you would take. Do it because you love you never be up. You know, break it won't stop. I won't come down with the bump with the TikTok rhythm. The bump on the gun bump bump. Took the hit that I was given and I bumped again. And I bumped again. How do I get back to the place where I fell asleep inside you? All right. Hell yeah. Uh, my number four is the Pixies. Pixies are great. A, lo- a local. We, yeah. we almost have like a local legend in yeah. our, our mutual friend that I haven't talked in a while, Neil. His dad used to date the bassist of the Pixies. Yeah, I told that to my dad, and my dad was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Kim Deal. Yeah. Um, um, he can still get the Pixie shows like whenever he wants, even though they don't really tour that much. Yeah. Badass. Um, anything else on, on Pixies? I have nothing. 
Also, I am. This is a big Duncan picks cool names list or names that I know. Um, my number three, Tribe. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest. Like again, put it on. They are very much like the vibes I love to have, like in a party. Like I, I understand. Like when we go to like the Medford House or like if we're ch- chilling in like Amherst, you, you want to like pump people up so you're playing like trap and everything. But like. At any time, tribe comes on, and I'm just like, "This is this is it." It just gives you the vibe of like being in like an apartment in like Brooklyn in the '90s, where everyone is just kind of hanging out, drinking, smoking, not really partying. It's more of a hangout. It's it's and, and it's, it's like, always between the hours of like three and six. It, it's yeah, it's like it's like, the, it's like the um, post game vibes. Or I'm thinking pregame, like before you go out. You're just like chilling and like. It was just at 3 to 6 a.m. No, I didn't mean to say a.m. I meant p.m. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I'm the sun is like about to set. I'm thinking more like after you go out and you're just Same trying to like thing. relax. Yeah. It, it, can also, it can be both. It's vibes. It's all Vibe. about vibes. We're a big vibes podcast. Hell yeah. Um, my. Um, Number three is the Flaming Lips. Because I think there are a lot of people in the 90s that had Flaming Lips. Uh, Yoshima Goes to War. That's the one song I know from the Flaming Lips. Yoshira Goes to War. If you know what I mean. They had the... Don't clap. clap. The clap. We're not a clapping podcast. Um, clap podcast. My number two... Simply for literally one album that like was a lot of my childhood, Green Day. Okay. Green Day's uh, Dookie album, amazing. There's like there's no song you skip on on Dookie. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I also am trying to base these off of what I think you're gonna pick next, so that I don't either steal yours or and I can have a good one lined up for. I only have one more, and you're not going to take it. Uh, my number two is Snoop Doggy Dog. What the f- No, I'm kidding. Snoop Doggy Dog. He's just Snoop a classic, Dog. and also he's a... Uh, I was listening to Two Bears, One Cave with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Um, Saguda. And Burt just filmed a Netflix show called The Cabin. It was a... Um, yeah, it's like coming out soon. It's like kind of like a like a America's Got Talent kind of thing, but kind of different. And um, Snoop Dogg is on it, and so Bert was telling part like stories of like hanging out with Snoop. And I guess Snoop is just like the biggest homie. Like he's so generous, just like giving Bert shit and like hanging out with Bert, like fucking drinking together, doing shots together, smoking weed together. He would just, like, if you wanted weed, Snoop would just give you pre-rolled joints. Like, he would just be like, here, have some weed. And Bert was like, yeah, dude, like, this isn't, like, like normal people weed. This is, like, rapper weed. And yeah. he was like, I got so high. I can only imagine like, Bert Kreischer. You, Bert, Bert said that he got so high that he checked his blood pressure. <laughs> checking the, the pulse Just nice. yeah so we've all been there sure my number one um talked about them on the podcast before again just like really big part of my childhood 
listening to them like all the time, Oasis. Okay. They controlled England in the 90s. That's all, besides Blur, like they went back and forth, but I love like listening to the stories like that, like the sales, like Oasis would drop an album like one week and the next week Blur would drop an album and then they would like just fight over like like the like the record sales and everything and they like hated each other. They were like yeah. it was like fade on sight if they saw each other in fucking like Manchester. And the it was just I love repressed. I love Oasis so much. Like they're like such like a big part of my life. My number one is the Beastie Boys. I don't think I even need to say anything else. We already had an entire podcast about them. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions Beck, Dr. Dre, uh, nine, nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine. Um, um the food for piece. sure. Pub- public Enemy, um, uh, Weezer, Guns and Roses, Dave Len. Matthews Band, uh, Marilyn Manson, Seal, Madonna, Mary J. Blige, Jay Z, Outcast, Nas, Eric Clapton. Those are Eric Clapton's not nineties. It says it on this list, so he's nineties. Missy Elliott would have been a good one. If you're worth it, let me work it. The Roots. Flip a thing uh, down, flip it in reverse. Bussa Rhymes, Bussa Bus. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie! Yeah. I love Hootie. Yeah. Well, um, cool. I'm going to go take my dog for a walk. And, I'm going to go shower. And then eat Mexican food. Ooh. Can you so, email me some? Yes. Thank you. Um, and drink more whiskey later. But we'll play Call of Duty later, too. Definitely. Cheese. So, um, this has been the Trolling Stone Podcast. Thanks for listening for the, for the entire hour and a half. It's going to get cut down a little bit, but yeah. Yay. This, has been, this was a good episode. I feel like this we had a solid episode. We've, we've gotten better at just like being able to just talk about shit. Yeah. So, this has been the Trolling Stone Podcast. This is Jackson. Keep it sleazy. Out. Peace out, you cool cats and kittens. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruger Top billing come cops and villain it Shots is box shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it LP killing it, killer my killing shit What more can I say, we top billing it Valiant with